Hello, fellow LGBTQ community. How are y'all doing, my fellow queers, theys, thems, hymns, and fems? And welcome to the Cosmic Queer Podcast. This is a love letter to all of my neurodivergent and LGBTQ family who are out there breaking cycles no matter how painful it may be. I'm going to approach this from a lens of spirituality, self-empowerment, and harm reduction. I'm Kim and I'm your host, and I'm so excited to have the opportunity to share my story with you on this platform. Thank you so much for being here with me, and let's get on with the show. Alrighty, y'all. So welcome to the episode. Let's talk a little bit about what's kind of going on with the planets right now. So I think in one part of my segment, because I'm all over the fucking place, I was like, I think the moon's in Virgo. It's not in Virgo. I'm I'm struggling. So <laughs> the moon is in Scorpio, which is the issue. So because it spans two and a half days in each sign, the moon is in Scorpio, which kind of resembles like being intense. Uh, psychic emotional nature comes to the surface. Um, so you might be noticing that some of your gifts are coming a bit more to the surface, um, but also that there's a lot of pressure happening right now. Um, you and everyone around you will likely be feeling very raw um, this week um, between now and kind of like when the episode comes out. So between January or February fucking third to like fifth-ish. Um, each person's receptive nature is going to become a little bit more dark or withdrawn um, and your intuition is going to feel very strong. So it's good to listen to that right now. Um, you're quite attuned to your feelings already and your emotional undercurrents right now. But those of everyone else's are also coming in strong for you. So it's important to... Um, acknowledge those feelings, but that they are usually hidden and could be ready to erupt at a moment's notice. So kind of just like keep caution. Um, your sensitivity to others today is going to be matched by your need to express your own deep feelings in some way. So if you haven't or have been focusing on this this week, regardless, um, acknowledge those deep emotions that you might be having. They are coming to the surface, but that is so that they can be healed and released from you. Um, yeah. You might be feeling like you really want to connect to another person or maybe engage in like old habits or distraction methods that have worked for you in the past. Um, think through these processes before you take any action because it might be that um, they're kind of like tests for you, that these emotions might be tests to see whether you're kind of learning or if you're kind of ready to repeat the same stuff as before and you need more lessons. Um, you might want to really dig into your psychological depths this week and those kind of like typically taboo subjects that have come up for you. Um, it could be overwhelming, but even though you have the urge to do that, I encourage you to check it out. Um, this energy with the moon in Scorpio also helps us kind of conquer a lot of extremely difficult emotional terrain. So the moon is in Scorpio for a reason right now. It's here to help empower us so that we can make it in the most positive uh, manifestation, you could, could, with the moon's aid right now, release a lot of old, outworn, or habitual patterns that no longer serve you. Um, because the moon is parallel Mercury right now, you might still be finding that there's some challenges with communication. We're also in Mercury goddamn Gatorade, so that doesn't help anything at all. And Mercury is in Aquarius right now. So um, because Mercury represents like the mind, communication, quickly moving, all that good stuff. Um, and we spend a few weeks in this sign. This, I think Mercury retrograde will last until about February 20th or so. Um, so with Mercury in Aquarius, everyone's style of communication is going to be a little bit more unconventional right now. Um, you're going to find that there are a lot of visionary and brilliant ideas bubbling over. Um, thanks to having an inventive mindset, um, this will encourage conversations to become a lot more far out and debates might be favored over chattiness. 
um, your powers of observation right now and detachment are going to be a lot greater. So this is a good time to be releasing. Um, use your logical mind. Um, what else is in fucking Aquarius? Everything, let me tell you. So we've got the sun in Aquarius, Mercury in Aquarius, Venus in Aquarius, Jupiter, Saturn, Jupiter and Saturn. So how many fucking planets is that? One, two, three, four, five. Five things, including the sun, are all in fucking Aquarius right now. So that's intense. So if you don't have that good Aquarius, like visionary ideological um, thinking or idealistic thinking, um, might be the time to learn about that. <laughs> so like with Venus in Aquarius, for example, um, you and everyone around you might be more attracted to unconventional people and values. So you might find that like your taste in people is changing, but that like you want to surround yourself with more unique folks as well. Um, you also really might be feeling like you want to feel, feeling like you want to present like, like an individual right now and step outside of the crowd. That's okay and encourage. Freedom in your relationships is super important, um, especially if you're currently dating or like connected with anybody. Um, it's a great time to experiment with an innovative money-making idea. Um, and friendships are valued more um, it's crucial to be friends with your with your partner as well. So if you're not already feeling connected or if you're feeling like distance from them, um, I encourage you to try and just like work on your friendship with your partner. And that might be a good time to do this. Um, what's the other significant view in Aquarius for us? So Jupiter, because this is the planet of expansion and abundance, um, and it spends about a year in each sign. So right now with it being an Aquarius at the beginning of a one year period, this is going to be a wild ass 2021, right? It's time to think outside of the box and break away from your outworn rules. Humanitarian efforts will bring really good fortune. So if you've ever had dreams of like how you want to help other people or connect to other people or support them, um, this is a good direction to go especially with like the whole age of Aquarius thing, but just the fact that like Jupiter is in Aquarius right now, humanitarian efforts are really what we need so that we can support the collective. There's an expansion of visionary and idealistic goals right now and an increased ability to make a dream come true for yourself. So if you're feeling like you got the magic in your hands, it's because you do. <sighs> All right, Saturn in Aquarius as well. Because Saturn is all about limitation, that's why we're having this kind of like ebb and flow of energy right now. Um, but it's also about mastery. So because it spends, Saturn spends about two, two and a half years in each sign. So it is also an Aquarius. Um, during this period, and especially at the beginning, which is right fucking now, um, it's going to be, Saturn will be in its early degrees. So the characteristics of that sign will be most emphasized. So feeling possibly limited or like, you really need to work on mastering yourself or something or overcoming something is going to be big for you right now. Because that's happening all in Aquarius, there's going to be an ability to focus with intensity on your greatest visionary goals and aspirations. Like now is the time to be doing that reflecting. Group associations and friendships are likely going to be examined right now with a lot more discrimination. And realization could dawn that some of these things don't, they aren't worth you holding on to, you know, like they don't have that same um, level of importance to you anymore. That's okay. There's an urge to break through this right now and to break through restrictions of the past by creating new and a more appropriate structure. And we're already seeing so much of that right now in like the day-to-day -day things that are changing in the world around us. Um, the other dope thing, ooh, Neptune is in Pisces, which I believe Pisces is ruled by Neptune, is it not? Um, 
because Neptune's all about imagination and Pisces is all about like psychic connection um, and spirituality and faith and all of these things. And Neptune is going to be in Pisces for 14 years. So the energy of, of Neptune will be amplified in a very significant way right now. There will be a greater emphasis on all things that are mystical and imaginative and spiritual. All of these things will be embraced collectively on a deep level. When misused, however, this energy could lead to escapist tendencies. So for the most part, this energy will elevate compassion in society to a high level of unconditional love and understanding. So if you feel like an empath, you feel like you're stepping into your gifts and you're worried they won't be accepted, this is your sign that they will. We are in a period of time when this is what we need collectively. This is what the collective is looking for. Step into your gifts. It is okay. Um, Chiron right now is in fucking Aries. So um, Chiron is like the wounded healer asteroid. That's kind of what he symbolizes. If you don't know what Chiron placement you have in your chart, everyone does have one. Um, check that out. You can even like Google how to pull it up. But if you look at basically any uh, free astrology chart um, that shows you enough of your planets and aspects, you will see Chiron. It looks like a little key with a K at the end of it. Um, because it represents the wounded healer, where he falls astrologically speaks to kind of like what wounds he's looking at right now. So with it being in Aries, um, the planet of healing, um, fuck, sorry, not the planet of healing. Chiron is the planet of healing, my God. Um, and concealed trauma. So in Aries, there are opportunities right now for humanity as a whole to grow and deepen their understanding with their most hidden traumas, especially those that are affecting their assertion of their selves um, in a higher way or in dealing with challenging feelings regard regarding your self-acceptance. Um, the level of progress that is possible now through individual action in concert with societal needs is extraordinary. So that means that like we have the ability to make massive leaps and you're doing them right now and you can continue holding on to that energy and fucking running with it, you know? Um, I am going to talk about the North Node a little bit too, because we're going to get into that later on in the episode. So right now the North Node is sitting in Gemini, which rules your arms, your shoulders, and your lungs. So if you've been having pain, pressure, um, traumas coming up in those areas of your body, you're feeling like an elephant sitting on your chest, um, that's for a reason, and that's kind of highlighted right now with it being in the North Node. Um, Gemini is also associated with thinking and duality and your polarity, as well as communication and having a conscious mind. So because Gemini folks tend to be flighty, engaging in many varied experiences, um, because they want to find as much knowledge as they can, they also tend to be super witty and have a pretty good sense of humor, right? So. They tend to look for liberty in relationships, and their highly developed nervous systems can be easily bored. But under control, they have the, the tremendous intellectual and artistic possibilities. So this tells us it's all about right now finding balance between your intellectual side and your creative side. Can you keep your freedom right now? Can you keep your self engaged and energetically focused and inclined to do the creative things that feel right and artistic and just like you what do you feel like you need to be doing right now temper that with your inquisitive mind but also learn from gemini 
and don't focus only on being intellectual and overthinking it on over processing things right or getting stuck in those thought cycles thought has power but you are not your thoughts so it's about how do you temper that with your creative abilities so that you can absolutely shine um okay the other thing i wanted to talk about in the chart right now is that mars is in freaking taurus so <laughs> Um, because Mars is kind of like all about action and moving forward and taking a stand and all that good stuff. Um, and how you might like in your, your Mars placement in your own chart will kind of more reflect, um, how you might be in a fight, <laughs> how you might be energetically in a fight, how you like will stand up for others. What will make you stand up? Where do your passions lie? So with it being in Taurus right now, um, Basically, for you and everyone around you, action is going to be a lot more deliberate and grounded. So this is a great time to practice your grounding. There's also going to be a big focus on finances. So this is a good time to patiently work towards accumulating more wealth. If you have a weird or creative way that you want to be doing that right now that like people might make fun of you, like don't tell them and just do it. Just make sure you're keeping yourself safe. Um, don't worry about judgment. It's coming. There also may be more courage to defend your personal values in some way right now. Um, I encourage you to do that and do that in the safest possible way that you can. So we have basically a shit ton of Aquarius. We have Mars and Uranus in Taurus, Uranus, Uranus, whatever the fuck. Um, and then we have like Capricorn, Capricorn, Capricorn in the basic ones. Um, so like in Pluto, stuff like that. Um, yeah. How y'all feeling with like 95 Aquarius placements in today's chart? And this will be kind of like from now through the week and what you can be looking forward to. Um, we also have a lot of squares still happening. So if you're able to see clearly into the sky right now or like at nighttime when you hear this or kind of whenever you end up being outside, if you are able to gaze up at the sky and you can see any stars and it's clear because it's been getting clearer, um, I encourage you to do so and see if you can notice these big squares because they're fucking massive. Like they take up the whole sky, these squares. And we have, I think, four right now, four or five squares. Oh, no, we have like 25 squares. OK, so the most prominent ones right now is the sun is square Mars. Moon is squaring Venus, which will show up in your love life because of like how you process things emotionally as well as how you show love. Um, moon is also square Saturn right now and Uranus so there's a lot of like moon energy which means that that's why your emotions are kind of ebbing and flowing and feeling like they're under an immense amount of pressure right now it's just because they are it's just because like that's what's kind of going on cosmically um and there's nothing wrong with that at all it's super beautiful it's kind of like this is just more of a roadmap to what's happening for us energetically as a collective and how you might be able to uh, support yourself through that um so if you're curious um I don't get like sponsored or anything for this, but these are just the apps that I tend to use for a quick look-see. Um, so I use the Time Passages app on my Android, and I also use the pattern for like my like kind of daily horoscope stuff, um, Moon X, SkyWiki, and Stellarium um, are all kind of like different apps that I use all the time. Stellarium, or however you fucking say it, is a really good one if you want to get better at identifying um, what is it fucking called? Constellations and like stars and like groups out in the sky, it will show you and it can show you like within your house kind of what's around you. 
um, but you can also like straight up just like take your phone out and use the camera to look at the sky and it will help you map out what everything is and show you where it all is um, which I super love and if you really want to get an idea of how like the planets and constellations are like really interacting with our sky and with our energy um, that's a good way to do it because if you feel like we're detached from what's happening cosmically use an app like that where you can see all of the stars and planets around you and you'll be like oh well no wonder my life is in fucking shambles right now it's been wild um so that's a really good way to look at it um and then yeah time passages is what i use to kind of take a peek at what the daily charts are looking like for all the planets and aspects um yeah and i also just wanted to go over mercury being gatorade right away so that you guys know what to expect um so Mercury in retrograde started on January 30th, so last weekend, and it goes up until February 20th. Don't be afraid. Gatorade is sometimes intense, but it's okay. So it occurs three times a year, um, usually for about three weeks at a time. And it's usually interpreted quite strongly by folks. So a lot of mental pursuits and connections tend to break down at this time. You probably hear people like joking about technology not working or whatever, like which will happen. Um, but it's not the end of the world. It's just kind of like slow down and chill for a second, y'all. Like Mercury is like getting spicy. Um, it's a good time to reflect. It's a good time to go inward rather than to try and like make future plans right now. You can just plan for like, what is today going to look like for me? What's tomorrow going to look like for me? How do I make sure that I enjoy these times in my life? Um, don't make like big new decision decisions around like business and like stuff like that. Um, if you're thinking about moving right now, don't. <laughs> you can avoid it. Um, quietly observe yourself and your process during this retrograde and carry forward with your pre-existing plans. So if you had stuff you've been putting in place before, you can continue to follow through. Um, it's just important right now that you're not trying to like craft all these new things and come up with all these new plans for yourself. Where you're heading, where you're heading is what you need to be thinking about rather. Holy smokes. Words. Um, try to move forward with new directions once the Mercury has gone back direct and perhaps even like wait a few weeks after that. So like once Mercury leaves retrograde, it'll be in that shadow time. So it'll still be a little bit dark. So like when we get to around February 20th, that doesn't mean that like, oh, Mercury is out of retrograde fucking moving forward. No, now there's going to be like the shadow, the after effect um, so like give yourself a moment through that and then like wait a week or two and then start your new endeavors and continue charging through on whatever you've kind of actively been working on as long as it's kind of like pre-existing ideas and notions that you had in place. Um, yeah, take this time to process. This is kind of like one of the last big healing periods that we need to really kick off this year so that you guys can just fucking flourish. And that's all what this is about. So these aren't times that are happening cosmically to slow you down in a way of like stopping you or impeding you from your growth and from where you want to go it's literally here to help you rest recuperate reflect and release the shit you don't need so that you can go forward as your best fucking self like retrograde is a gift though it can be frustrating it also will pull up the stuff that like it'll make you deal with inconveniences <laughs> so that you have to work through how you handle inconveniences how you handle annoying things right how you process all those things matters. And so just pay attention to yourself, pay attention to how you're responding to things and to what's coming up for you because it's all valid. It all has a place here. Um, yeah, that's kind of what you have to look forward to for the next little while. That's the chart. 
Um, if you have any questions too about this or if like the way I'm explaining things isn't making sense or if I hop around too much, feel free to let me know. Um, I'm just kind of explaining things in my weird stream of consciousness. Um, so if that doesn't work for you or if you need me to like break down something in a different way or like, I don't know, not go off for like 20 minutes about one thing, fucking let me know. It's all cool. I might cry, but you can definitely give me that feedback. And yeah, enjoy the rest of the episode. I recorded this part at the end, like after I did all my other episodes. So I already know what I talked about, but then I did the chart reading last. So we'll see how it winds up. Tell me if you hate it or don't. That's your choice. <laughs> okay, bye. I love you. I'll talk to you in a second. Hi, beautiful beans. How are you guys all doing? Welcome back to another episode of the Cosmic Queer Podcast. I'm Kim and I am your host. Um, this is episode seven. I'm going to get excited about every new episode because I'm still going to be baffled that I fucking keep doing this and I'm so proud of myself for still showing up even when it's uncomfortable for me. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome back, you guys. I'm super stoked to be here. Um, I apologize already because I know my fucking bracelets are going to be jingle jangling the whole episode, but I refuse to take them off. <laughs> um, also, yeah, I'm super stoked to welcome some beautiful souls from Canada america germany and australia germany actually makes up 10 percent of my listeners right now which is like wild to think about that anybody from not right where i am is listening to me um you guys are amazing and you're the real ogs and i super appreciate all of you um i love you guys for spending time with me and for tuning in even if my sound quality gets off because i know i sometimes don't speak with as much confidence and that means my sound quality gets really low because i'm being too quiet for my microphone to pick up properly um, so I appreciate you guys hanging out despite uh, me working through this process and learning as I go. Um, yeah, I would super love to hear from you guys too. If you have any feedback about the show or things that you want me to talk about or comment about or questions that you might have, um, and I invite you to do so. All you have to do is click the little microphone button that's next to my podcast logo. I think you can do that from all the platforms, but for sure you can do it from like the Spotify anchor routes. Um, you can also, if you would like to send me an email or a DM, you can definitely do that too. Um, my socials are at the cosmic queer podcast or the cosmic queer at gmail.com. Um, yeah, that's everything for that. How have you guys been doing? It's, uh, it's been a really busy week energetically, uh, since last Friday for sure. I don't know if you guys have been noticing, um, a lot of energetic shifts going on in the sky right now. That's kind of like my first point of, of uh, intuition of, if you will, kind of like, that's what I look for first before I'm looking at any research or looking at the energy frequencies for the day or that kind of thing, like the Schumann energy resonance. Um, one of the main ways that I can tell kind of what's going on is by noticing the clouds and how fast they're moving. Cause the clouds kind of like, if there's no wind, they're not gonna be moving around. Whereas if there's like a whole shit ton of wind and there's a lot of like powerful air happening right now, um, all of that cloud texture is going to be moving super quickly if you look up at the sky. Um, so that's kind of like one little example of how I'll pay attention to it, um, as well as kind of like the visibility, but just kind of what you're seeing when you're looking outside. What is nature doing right now? Um, and I take a lot of my cues from that. So I wanted to check in because of that, how your bodies are feeling, kind of like we do every week. Um, what are you currently carrying around? Where are you feeling pain right now? Where do you feel maybe a bit more energetically exhausted? 
Um, so for example, like if you feel like you've been putting a lot of intellectual work in or brain work in, um, have you also been experiencing headaches and you're more easy to dehydrate or you're finding you're going towards more stimulants like coffee and stuff like that? Um, anything you're kind of doing right now is a treasure map to what you need. So I encourage you just to pay attention to how you've been taking care of yourself, um, how your bodies have been feeling, how your hearts have been feeling and where in your bodies you're feeling those pains because that's really a, a good way to indicate where you need to focus your healing. Um, so a good example of that, if you're kind of not sure what I'm getting at or if I'm not even making sense myself, um, is like if you're feeling a lot of tailbone pain or like that general area, hip pain, lower back, stomach issues. Um, for women, if you're having like lower abdominal like uterus issues or pain there, extra painful times like when you're having your period, for example, or for like men, if you find like you just have digestive stuff going on or low back pain or whatever, that pain is all going to radiate if untreated into your next centers of energy. So towards your legs and up through more of your back, it might impact the rest because of how you're carrying yourself. Oh, sorry, my dog found the noisiest toy to clank around because this is what we do here. This is what we do here. So if your pain is radiating from a certain place, so for example, the lower back, the tailbone center, that's going to be really indicative of like your root chakra type of energy, um, as well as like what's associated with that chakra being um, possibly attacked or having harm in the past, um, being damaged, being mistreated, or just being neglected sometimes too. Um, so kind of the locations of your body where you're struggling or where you're feeling the most pain, um, think about the closest relating energy centers that you have to those places of pain. Um, and then think about the emotional trauma that you might have incurred relating to that. So like back to the root chakra example is if you've ever felt unstable, financially unsafe, financially manipulated or abused, um, if you grew up poor, if you're currently poor, if you, which like, it's not your fault, first of all, because the system was built that way. It's not your fault. There's nothing to be ashamed about. If you're struggling, it's because the system created was built to make you struggle. It's not because you're innately unworthy as a person, but the system is built to make you think that you're innately unworthy, which directly attacks your root chakra and the systems around that. So if you consider yourself worth, or if you consider, for example, like your throat chakra, are you able to speak clearly? Do you struggle with stuttering? Are you struggling with like any kind of oral stuff that, that stops you from speaking? Or are you getting in your own head and saying that what you have to say doesn't matter? There's a lot of different ways that you could be causing the outright pain that you're having. And not that it's necessarily your fault, but you might be, your own negative beliefs might be feeding those same challenges that you're having. So that's kind of what I mean when I ask you to check in with your body and your soul. Um, where are you feeling pain? Allow it to rise up. It's not going to drown you. It's going to help you. Um, yeah, take care of yourself. Um, make sure that you're meeting all of your needs as well, because sometimes like having one part out of balance can throw the other parts out of balance. Um, so if you're feeling unsafe or low energy or you're having numbness or tingling even like as physical symptoms, um, headaches or ringing in your ears, I, I encourage you um, to create a safe place or a point in time in your day that consistently you show up for yourself, regardless of what's fucking happening, or you give yourself permission to step away from that and really just 
listen to what you need, listen to what comes up for you, and then follow your own intuition. Practice trusting yourself. Even if you don't believe it, even if you don't believe in yourself, take that time, listen to yourself, and just follow its direction. Follow that intuition that might come up for you. Just practice. Because if you actually try it out and you follow through on the things that your intuition is telling you are important or that you need to do, notice how you feel as you do those things. And if you feel like you're more in alignment with yourself after that, then that's kind of another way to indicate that you're going in the right direction. Um, and if you feel silly, allow yourself to feel silly, but also construct why, not construct, deconstruct, goddamn, why you might feel silly and why that stops you. And what is that rooted in? Did people make fun of you for being creative when you were a kid? Was that restricted in your home life? Was it unsafe to be creative, right? Like there are so many different questions you can ask yourself, but how you emotionally respond to things in the moment tells you exactly why. <laughs> um, because you can just look at, oh, I'm emotionally responding like this. I'm feeling nervous for being silly. I don't wanna do that. I don't want people to make fun of me. Then you might go back Go back, go back and look at, okay, what comes up for me with why I feel nervous to show up for myself, why I feel nervous to be creative and put that out there um, and use my voice or whatever the, the situation might be. Processing that with yourself and creating a safe place for you to do that, whether that's in your mind's eye or somewhere in your home or in a space that feels safe to you. It could even be like your car, right? Um, just creating somewhere where like consistently it is sacred, no one can trample on it, no one can interrupt you, um, and you can kind of like convene with yourself and work through whatever you need to work through because you already have all of those tools yourself and you don't need to look outside of yourself for those things. And I find this can be particularly tough for folks like us who are neurodivergent or just anybody who kind of like even if they don't identify as neurodivergent, because I still struggle with the terminology. Um, because honestly, I think it's just that you're empathetic, you're psychic, you're aware of shit around you. And you've been labeled something that is divergent from the norm in order to make you feel small, but also to like really invalidate you systemically for what you're experiencing every day. And then when we kind of like lob at people like, hmm, Eurocentric spirituality, like white people's spirituality. And like, I am white. I am the first to admit that I'm white, but I'm not spouting anything. I'm not speaking from a place of knowing more than anybody else or a place of not feeling equal to every single person out there. And I'm not promoting this as my way of like religion, right? But when you look at the way that people are like, mindfulness, yay, and like, let's do this in the classroom. And then like the teacher is a fucking psychopath and it doesn't matter how mindful you are, what you say you are, if you're not actually doing it, if you're not actually being the thing that you're talking about. Um, and I find that that's kind of what happens with a lot of like the whitewashed spirituality communities is we get more of the platforms are filled with those people because of like racism, right? So those are gonna be the people who are boosted over um, original spiritual holders of their own practices. It'll always be the culturally appropriated or whitewashed versions first. And so the dangerous part of that, especially is when that's what gets shared with the general public. Um, and then people are like, oh, okay, cool. I can't sit down and meditate for 30 minutes uninterrupted and like keep my eyes closed and not move and hold still and like, yeah, not be a mess. 
So I must not be good at being spiritual. I must not be able to meditate when in fact it's the opposite. You're so skilled at being able to put energy and effort and time into a million different things because you're adaptable and you're highly intelligent and not being able to sit still, for example, or not being able to do things the way that like some white lady told you to do it. Like question your white ladies, just like you question me, question your fucking heroes and then kill them and then eat them. And like all of those people that came before you were meant to teach you something, but then you can destroy what that means and build something of your own from that. And I I encourage you fully to do the same thing with me and everything I say. I hope that it shows you love to yourself and I hope that it inspires you to go about your journeys your own way. But by no means should you ever feel like you have to copy what someone else is doing to be valid or try to fucking align yourself with some watered down white bullshit so that you can feel like you're actually connected to something. You already are something and you're worth connecting to yourself. Because when you do that, you'll understand that nothing outside of you will hold the answer. It can be a reassurance. It can support you. It can be there in all sorts of ways to nourish you. But you already have the answers on your own. (sighs) Yeah, I just wanted to let that out. I said all that with a huge smile on my face. I'm not sure if you could feel it or hear it. Um, Yeah. I just needed to spit that out today a lot of my and like my energy and my intention around this episode which by the way i am fucking recording early for the first time in my goddamn life it's a wednesday and i'm recording it for two days from now it's not even like 10 p.m on posting day i'm so proud this is like the neurodivergent burnout circle as i'm sure y'all are aware of but now i'm at the top of the cycle preparing myself and hopefully avoiding the next cycle of burnout by actually taking care of myself. (laughs) Okay, so now that we've done a little bit of a body and soul check-in, you guys are very uncomfortably aware of your shit, um, feel free to blow it out of your body and let it into the ether. It does not need to be held in your body. You have an immense capacity for memory, understanding, and knowing replaying what hurts you in your head over and over or what made you cringe or things that you've done that are mistakes in your eye. Any of that is beautiful lessons, are beautiful lessons, but they don't need to be held in your physical body anymore. And I invite you to release that with love and with gratitude, whether if not for the source of the pain, but for the lessons that they've taught you, for the fact that they brought you here, that you're here right now, alive and well, despite every motherfucker who tried to make sure you weren't, right? That's what's important right now. You're fucking here. And if it's just out of spite for today, that's okay, because I'll do the loving for you. Now, I wanted to focus a bit of today on what your guides want you to know and kind of like let you all know that y'all have guides. (laughs) Um, Whether you believe in like any of the shit or not, you all have guides. You all have like a team hyping you up. Um, So I'm going to start out part of this episode by doing a little bit of a reading for you from your guides. And it's going to be from the Moonology Oracle deck today. Um, Just because, yeah, I wanted to give you a bit more of like a cosmic one. All right. All right. One threw its fucking self out before I even tried the shuffle. Okay. Am I good? May I continue? Great. 
Okay, so just for y'all curious folks, so right before I started to shuffle, I just, a card flew out of the deck. Um, and it's the Full Moon and Cancer card, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious. Um, there's been a lot of Cancer energy lately. Um, I've also noticed like Cancer, like the constellation has been like right outside of our, um, of my house. Like there's a field right down the road from me and I can just walk down my sidewalk to reach it. And I've been seeing like the constellations are fucking huge if you've never been aware of that. Um, but they're all like sitting on the horizon because we're kind of like the earth. If you look at like the flat plane that you live on right now, it's kind of like a clock. Um, and so like those 12 constellations are all going around you on the horizon that you can see and from whichever hemisphere you may be from. Um, so for me being in the northern hemisphere, I see a lot of like the traditional or like more common um, tropical zodiac. So like the Cancer, the Scorpio, the Taurus, all that good stuff, as well as all the other lovely constellations that are named in the northern hemisphere. Um, but you'll see those guys are kind of like right at your horizon and then like up a few hands, they cover the first like whole chunk of the horizon if you look around in a circle. And it's super cool. So I've been noticing that a lot lately and Cancer's been coming up. Um, let's see. The next card that came up is the waning moon, which is beautiful because we're in a waning moon right now. Um, we had all this gorgeous full moon in Leo energy last Friday. Um, and now the moon coming down to her perigree will be really, really big right now. If you look outside tonight or if you have any clarity and are able to see the moon from where you're at, um, it'll likely be pretty fucking fat <laughs> and close to the earth. Um, that's just what peregrine means. It means she's like the closest she's ever going to be to us in her cycle. Um, and I think she just moved into, who she fucking move into? Not Virgo. Was it Virgo? Might have been Virgo. Who even knows at this point? Woo! Okay, there's my other cards. We got five, six. Like for real flopping out of my hands. It might be my own chaotic energy as well, but like, damn, you guys. Let's fucking do this. So first card is the full moon in cancer this card is all about personal issues reaching resolution this kind of reaffirms that whatever cycle in your life you've been in that's been painful that's been long and drawn out and laborious for you let out a deep breath a sigh of relief that period in your life is now over your personal issue that has been that you've been contending with that you've put so much labor into it's re it's reaching resolution in a beautiful way and you are safe now you are safe now and now the waning moon teaches us to release this is a time to release i know it feels like there has been so much pressure building on you and ebbing and flowing that it's kind of like you've been a rock in the ocean kind of at the mercy of the waves and that time is coming to an end now um, but it's important that being such a strong pillar in, say, the ocean or a body of water with all of this pushing around you, picture that as energy, just like it's pushing around us right now. You might just not see it. Um, all of that ebbing and flowing is real. And it's a reminder right now that it's pushing out all of the stuff you don't need to your surfaces so that you can acknowledge them and let them go with love. Now is the time to be releasing. And there's no need to be fearful of that process. You're safe here. Okay, we also have the supermoon card. Emotions are running high. So this is a very intense time of release for you. You might have been pushing away um, 
am I trying to say? What are we trying to say? You might have been pushing yourself away from your own healing. This might be um, a pattern that you've had and it no longer serves you. It's important to acknowledge that your emotions are running high for a reason. They are indicating where you need change, release, support, love, nourishment, all these things. They're all indicators of what you need. It's important to listen to and trust yourself, especially your emotions. Do not sleep on your emotions. They're here for a reason. The balsamic moon also comes out telling us this is a time for healing. So as you release things, you are healing. You're not just getting raw with emotion and pain and trauma coming to the surface for the sake of fucking raking over the coals. You're coming to these points of high emotions and releasing and resolution so that you can fully heal. It's time to heal. You're about to step into another era of your life. And it's so important that you do that with radical self-acceptance in the highest way that you're able to and just love yourself. Now, new moon in Capricorn, your hard work is paying off. You have been working hard this whole fucking time. No one denies that. And anyone who does, like, tell them to fuck off. But, like, you have been working hard on whatever you've been doing. It can be emotional labor, physical labor, a passion project, um, using your voice more. Working through your trauma is big right now. Collectively, we're all doing that right now. This is a time for healing, for trauma release, for working towards our highest good. And in order to receive that, it's time to listen to your north node. Step out of your comfort zone. Step out of what is familiar to you and what you know and embrace your polarity. Embrace the opposite part of yourself. And so to expand on that, if you don't know what your north node is, it's, an, it's a birth chart marker. Um, and you can find it out by using basically any of those birth chart sites. But the reason that it's important is because your south node is almost always going to be in a sign that is familiar to you or is possibly in your big three or big six astrological signs. Um, that's your comfort zone. That's the shit you already know. You don't need to master your sun sign, right? That's what you're already doing. What you need to master and accept and embrace and love about yourself is your north node, which will show you the direct opposite sign of your south, which is your familiar, your comfort zone, the easy stuff. Now you need to acknowledge and accept that you have both polarities, that both are beautiful. And in order to achieve all of this abundance that's already coming your way, you don't have to do anything except for stepping outside of your comfort zone. Even if every day that's by choosing not to be complacent, by choosing not to do the same thing because you've always done it. It's by choosing to think critically and change your perspective on what you've always been doing because that brought you to a certain place and you've now outgrown that. So as you create your new environment, your new place, your new safety, do that from a perspective of your north node placement, which we can definitely talk more about if you guys have more questions about that particular birth chart placement. Um, which sign that ends up in is really significant because it tells you where your inner strengths are and where those lie and how to fucking manifest them. Like this is all about your power. Your north, no north node, holy fuck, will teach you all about your power and what you need to be doing in this life to achieve that power. So for example, my North Node is in fucking Scorpio. <laughs> 
and I am a Taurus sun, for example. I'm pretty sure my south node is actually also in Taurus, if I remember correctly, but I might not right now. Um, what that means is that I already know how to be comfortable in my environment. I already know how to create my material environment around me to feel safe and connected to my senses and um, to thrive, right? Like I've done that in every home I've ever had, regardless of if my landlords have liked it. And that's something that's natural for me. So I don't need to keep worrying about how I can keep expanding on that. Now I need to focus on the Scorpio side of myself and how the best qualities of being a Scorpio North Node will guide me into my abundance and into the next steps of my life. And that's really the gist of it for you too. So when you think about or look this up for yourself or if you already know what it is and you think about what sign that might be in for you, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful gift. And your birth chart in general is a beautiful gift and treasure map to who you are and what what you'll be great at, but what you're already great at that you don't need to keep working on so much because it's something natural about you. And that might be a good way to tell you if you're kind of going in the right direction or if you've been um, too busy nurturing something that already has grown and thrived and is continuing to thrive independently of your time and attention. And now it's time to shift your attention to the part of yourself that maybe you've denied your whole fucking life, right? And that's your North Node. So that was our reading. I think that was fucking dope. Um, it was aggressive and I loved it. Um, <laughs> let me know what you guys think of it. And if you want a private reading um, or any energy healing or stuff like that, just hit me up. I would be happy to set you up. Um, yeah, okay. So with the last few minutes of this section of the podcast, I want to give you a couple uh, tips on how you can now raise your vibration. Um, from your local lesbian witch. Um, you can interpret any tips or anything I really say however you would choose, but I'm just going to share a few of my daily practices um, as a Taurus sun as well that have been really helpful in creating an environment that is safe and secure and allows me to thrive and engage all my senses and the elements around me in a really like low energy, neurodivergent friendly way um, because I don't always have as much spoons as I would like to in order to uh, do all the wild witchy things that I would like to every day. <laughs> so one of the first things that I have created as a staple is using moon water in my everyday life. So I always, this is as a safety warning as well, always make sure you use filtered water if you're making moon water that you intend on ingesting. And then make sure that it's going to be in a clean and like well-sealed jar or container or what have you. Um, so for example, my moon water is in one of those big ass like jug dispensers um, that you use for like garden parties or whatever. It's from Walmart, fucking plastic, um, but it's massive. I think it's a few gallons <laughs> and every few weeks, here's me like lugging this fucking jug around my house to make sure it gets the most moon at nighttime. And yeah, let me tell you, it's my favorite because then I put that on the edge of my counter, keep it safe. Um, and I put a little bit into my coffee every morning when I go to make my coffee or like put it in the water that I'm going to be using to make my coffee. Um, I also use it in like my water diffusers and nebulizers around the house, um, which is also a really great way to incorporate the water sign and like the emotional abundance and release into your physical environment. Um, for air and fire, I use a lot of incense and candles, incense, the act of burning it and like the way that it burns, not so much the incense itself, 
Um, but that's a, that is something that instantly will raise the vibration of you and your home. Um, but if you're going to do that, I would always recommend that you keep a window cracked somewhere nearby because you have to let that negativity out. And so when incense is cleansing your vibrational field and all your goodness and your energy is like pumping up, that negativity is being released from you and those in your environment. So you have to give it somewhere to go. Um, same thing for candles. Um, I like to keep them somewhat near a source of air or window or water source just to keep myself extra safe. Um, but lighting candles is a really beautiful way to connect to both the fire and air elements as well as connecting to your guides and your ancestors and showing appreciation for them. Um, you don't have to do anything fancy. I think is kind of my point with all of this. Like these are all like, these might sound fun, but like you put them together and I just make sure I fill my water in all these things the night before. So that in the morning I start my day by lighting my incense and turning on all my water nebulizers and diffusers and making my coffee and all of that good stuff um, and stirring my intention into my coffee so that all the water that I'm drinking and consuming is being done with love, right? And if we know that all of the energy around us is, and everything around us is made up of atoms, which are always vibrating, then it's important to be respectful of and cognizant of the vibration of the things that are around you and try to teach them, treat them with the highest possible good um, and the best energy that you possibly can. Um, the other thing that I do just for like earth is I always have like, I'm a goblin and I'm a Taurus, so I have like a million crystals around my house, but I also have rocks that I've collected from various places that I've been where it's been ethical to do so, like river stones and things like that. Um, I have those all over my fucking house and I actually use my crystals as like a pretty big form of energetic protection based on where I put them. And you already have the power to do that yourself. You don't need any of these physical things. Like you don't need to make moon water. You don't need incense. You don't need candles. You don't need crystals or rocks or anything. I like them because they're a tangible physical representation of my spiritual practice. And because I have no fucking object permanence, if I have these things out where I'm naturally going to be, I'm more inclined to use them. And so it's kind of like a way for me to use my practice and remind myself to use that practice every day. So think about like, what you feel called to be doing every day. How do you want to be doing those things? Write that all down and then like find a way to do it. So for me, like my incense and my moon water and shit, that's all in my kitchen because that's where I'm going to be using it. So I encourage you to do the same kind of like thinking around where those things are. Are they accessible to you? Do you make sure that they're accessible? Are you prioritizing the stuff that you want in your environment that makes you feel happy, right? I encourage you to create an environment for yourself that would make even the happiest houseplant jealous, essentially. Like, put those LED lights up, make it colorful, make, cast rainbows all over your fucking house. Do whatever you need to do to make All right, so now that we know how to make ourselves feel wonderful in our environments and how to embrace our wonderful emotions and what those all mean for us, now we're gonna talk a little bit about um, any messages that you might have been missing recently from spirit as well as how you can protect yourself a little bit. So this part is kind of more about like the shadows, the moon part of yourself. And yeah, I'm going to do one more quick poll just to see if there's anything that's important for the listeners out there to hear from their guides that maybe they've been missing. Maybe you guys have been missing something. And look at that you have. All right. This is the full moon in Aries card, and this is about a fiery climax that is approaching us. 
I don't know how quick this is coming, but something is coming and it's going to, it's going to be beautiful, but it's going to be fucking big. And I encourage you right now, rest, celebrate, enjoy this time, build your environment, build that beauty in your life and just appreciate everything you have and try not to fucking worry about what's going on in the greater world. There's a massive spiritual war happening right now and it is also happening on earth. You can see it happening. You're watching the news, you're on social media, whatever, right? Like, you know shit's going down. It's going to win. The light is going to win. We've already won. It's okay. You don't need to obsess over what you're seeing in the social media world, in the news world, out there, whatever. Yes, you can be 100% involved, enthused, and supportive of causes that are important to you and groups of people that are important to you, of course. But be careful not to overfocus on the fear, the guilt, the worry, the anxiety, because Though it's good to be informed about what's going on around you, you don't necessarily want to be ignorant to it all, of course, but you need to do so with a grain of salt and do so in a way that protects yourself because the news doesn't care about if they hurt your root chakra. They don't hurt, they don't worry about if they're making you feel disempowered, making you feel scared, hopeless, worried, all of those things. They're actively trying to get those reactions out of people. They're feeding off of the reactions like fear, anger, hurt, sadness, worry, all of those things, right? This climax is approaching. The world is shifting right now. If you're shifting, everything around you is shifting. We're all shifting. It's happening. We already win. Focus on yourself. It's coming. If you have a big process that's been happening, your resolution has come. There is a climax coming for that. And like, it's gonna be okay. So you need to stop worrying about the what ifs and just stay in the moment. Stay present as you can. Stay focused as you can on yourself, your growth, your healing, because you need to be taking that time right now while the rest is being sorted out for us by the universe. There are so many powers at play and it's going to be all right. And I need you to trust the universe as you are learning to trust yourself. That was a big one, but I'm glad. So if y'all have missed that message, or if you have been ignoring that message, it is going to be okay. Don't obsess over it anymore. You're all good. You are safe. You are well. And if you're not and you need help, please reach out. And if I can help you, please reach out. And I will do everything I can. Because I know that the people who are listening to this are most likely going to be beautiful empaths, folks with spiritual gifts, neurodivergent folks, um, hopefully the gay community, cause like my people, um, <laughs> I want you guys to feel protected and safe every day. And there's an innate importance to doing this and to making sure that you set your intentions. So as I kind of said earlier about like some of the little strategies I do to ground and create my environment in a, a sense of peace, None of those tools are physically necessary, though I like them because they help me as a neurodivergent person, like to see the fucking jar of incense, I'm going to actually burn it, you know, versus, yeah, I'll just set intentions, but then I like never see anything reminding me to do that and it won't happen again. <laughs> so that's why like intention is very important. But if you need ways to remind yourself to set those intentions, I completely encourage you to do that. 
Um, so in this case, visualization is a massive tool. You might have already started to read about it or you might use visualization. It's probably been watered down and explained to you in stupid ways before. The fact is, it is innately important. It's also insanely easy because you're already the alchemist. You're already a magician. You already know how to flip these things. So the act of taking 10 seconds and visualizing something for yourself is so important and necessary to ensure that you're protecting yourself and that you're always acting in the highest good and the highest timeline that you're trying to be on, right? So what you need to do every day if you're somebody who feels like you take on the energy of others or the energy of other rooms people beings plants animals whatever the collective energy all of that good stuff you're feeling that to some degree right now and it's important for you to learn how to shield yourself from that and so i think what's her fucking name there's a lady a white lady who wrote a book for empaths. I can't remember the name. If I do, I will put it down. Um, she talks about grounding yourself, shielding yourself, and surrounding yourself with light. So if you picture any color of light that comes to your mind first, any color that you associate with like safety and peace and happiness and all of those good things, picture that light coming out of you, but also surrounding you. And if you don't feel like you have that light within you, even though you do, um, picture that light coming to you from any source and lighting you up from the inside out. Ask that light, and you don't have to say anything out loud, by the way. Like You can do this shit in your head in 10 seconds. You're that powerful, okay? So like in your head, picture that light. If you can't picture it or see it, that's totally cool. Then you're going to tell yourself that you're asking that light to protect you and to be with you and to stay safe. And you can do that in any... Like if you have any connection to like ancestors, deities, guides, um, religion, spirituality, any sort of practice that like you want to connect that to, fully do it. It's totally cool. Picture that light, ask that light to be within you and to protect you. Then picture that same light traveling through your body and down out of the soles of your feet into the earth, as deep as it can into the earth. And what you're going to do with that light is you're going to ask it to ground you now to the full center of earth, to where you are, to what you begin as. And as you do that, you're going to feel yourself start to like relax a little bit because the ungrounded empath is a fucking, <laughs> we're nukes, man, right? Like energetically, emotionally, we can be nukes that way. So when you ground yourself and you reconnect to the nature that is and to what you all are, you're creating that safety, you're creating that protection around you. And you're going to keep yourself and your head, though it's in the clouds, it's going to be in the clouds in a safer way for you because you're not gonna lose that connection. It's kind of like when people talk about astral projecting when they have no business astral projecting because they haven't created safety, they haven't created grounding yet. Um, this is especially, like for the grounding piece, it's especially important if you're somebody who's struggling with wild ass dreams um, really lucid dreams, scary dreams, nightmares, whatever, even if like you just feel spacey, dizzy, vertigo, headaches, all of those things, I encourage you to try this. It's not going to solve everything. It doesn't mean you don't need medical help or a doctor or whatever the case may be. Um, but grounding is especially important for empaths because so many people are able to just like whoop, walk into our life and flip a switch. 
and now we're soaking up everything. And so if you can protect yourself from soaking it up to begin with, you don't have to worry about clearing it later. Um, so now you've grounded, you've asked that light to go down through your souls, down to the center of the earth, and you're going to flip that now and put on whatever works for you to feel like you're protecting all of your chakras and zipping them up or covering them or feeling safe, putting that pillow in front of them. Um, do that energetically, set the intention that that's what you want to do so that all of these attempts from like news, TV, other people you see, groups of people, being outside, being within others, environments, all of those kinds of things, going to work, school, whatever, it'll bounce off of you because those powers are doing everything they can to distract you, disconnect you, and sever you from the connection that you innately have with yourself your source consciousness and your connection to others. And because this is done in so many different ways and most commonly through fear, complacency, distraction, guilt, shame, doubt, all of that shit, those change people's core beliefs and values. Because when you tell somebody that like the world is a scary place, right? They're going to eventually believe that, especially when someone's actions match that and has been a scary place, right? So pay attention to how you're speaking to yourself and whether you're looking outside of yourself or within yourself for answers that you're looking for or for questions that you might have, this is a helpful way to begin building trust with yourself and your intuition again, because you're no longer going to be exposed to everyone else's fucking judgment and opinions and energies with what you're doing. Now you're zipped up, now you're safe, but you're also connected to every part of yourself, right? That's something that I encourage everybody to do. I gave like a quick little example about it. Um, you can even look up like white light meditations, um, grounding or shielding meditations, anything like that. But it's basically all about using your brain to conjure up the light within you and use it, protect yourself. And then putting on that padding, that emotional padding, that spiritual protection every single day so that it continues. And if you're someone who struggles with object permanence and you're not going to remember to do anything at all close to this, um, think of a way you can remind yourself around your house. Um, so like, for example, I've been thinking I might put like little removable stickers on some of my light switches in the rooms or spaces that I tend to go for most often, first of all, or for like any sort of energy clearing or healing work that I want to be doing. Um, that way you kind of have like a tangible reminder. It could be on a light switch and you can say like, every time I flip this light switch on or off, I'm protecting myself and I'm shielding myself and I'm regrounding and I'm reconnecting and I'm acknowledging and asking the light within myself to be there. You can do anything you fucking want. It can be on a teddy bear. It can be on a stress ball. It can be, you have one water jug that you use to drink out of and that's the one that you've charged with all that intention. So every time you drink a glass of water, that's what you're going to think. The opportunities and the ways that you can be whatever you want are endless, right? And make sure that if you're doing that, you're protecting yourself. That's what's most important. Because as you become less vulnerable to everyone else's bullshit that they're dealing with, you'll be able to continue to heal in an unimpeded way so that the progress that you're making doesn't feel like nothing. Because sometimes you might feel like you've done all this work spiritually, you're so far ahead, and then like you see someone and they trigger a bunch of shit in you, right? Or they dump all their shit at you. And feeling like you've energetically soaked up everything from them isn't because you're a failure. It isn't because you haven't made that spiritual progress. 
it's literally because that person dumped their shit on you and you weren't protected. But you can protect yourself in like fucking 10 seconds. It's amazing. And like, I've recently heard of like different ways where like this helped click for me. And if this doesn't click for you, that's totally okay. And if you're also like, fuck this right now, that's okay. All I'm doing is sharing what's been working with me in the last little while. And I think as somebody who struggles with like the not so fun parts of neurodivergence, like all of you must understand, um, I'm sure you can appreciate hearing some ways that people are doing it without fucking burning themselves out and all that good stuff. Whew. Yeah, that's that for that part. Um, okay. How have you guys been setting boundaries lately? Have you been finding that you've had a need to set a lot more in workplaces or with family or friends um, or people who have known you for a really long time? All of those are important factors to consider right now. Um, I also am wondering if you've had any kind of like repeat issues in the last little while. So you might have set a boundary or attempted to set a boundary and that person is not accepting that or they're pushing you or testing those limits. And then what do you fucking do, right? Like, oh, I've set, I've set all these boundaries. I've learned how to do that. I give a shit about myself. I'm setting them and these other people are just trampling on them. And that will likely happen at, at one point or another for literally everybody who tries to set a boundary is no one else is going to fucking give a shit about your boundaries, right? Or they'll be defensive about it because it's bringing up their own unresolved shit or they're being held accountable and that's unresolved trauma for them, whatever the fuck, right? Or they're just narcissists. Um, but what's important is if you set a boundary and you find that people are testing those boundaries or kind of dancing along the lines of those boundaries that you've set, um, that's already crossing it. So you can fucking walk. <laughs> I fully give you permission to fucking walk. You don't need to put up with any shit from anybody. And you don't, especially because you're spiritual, you don't owe anyone shit, man. The only person you answer to is yourself. So if you aren't sure about what's going on for someone or for a boundary that you've set or in a dynamic that you're experiencing and that's maybe coming up for you right now as I'm talking about this, um, I just encourage you to maybe think about how you feel emotionally in response to that situation. Um, and that might give you a bit of an answer. Because if you're kind of like, well, I fucking don't have a way to prove that they're stepping over my boundaries, but it feels like they are. And I feel like outraged and I feel upset or I feel icky or I feel that like pang in my stomach or whatever. All of that is evidence of what's happening for you. Your body doesn't make up how it feels and it doesn't feel any way for no reason. So if you are feeling that your, thing, that your boundaries are being crossed, that something is wrong or that um, though you can't justify it to that person that you might be about to walk away or to set another hard line or whatever that might be, how your body and mind are feeling right now is telling you if your boundaries are being crossed by any of those people. And if you are feeling that, I give you full permission to walk fucking away because anybody who doesn't innately respect you or who needs to be told more than once what you need from them in order to not feel emotionally injured isn't for you. 
They aren't for you. They might have lessons to teach you. Those lessons might be rooted in fucking teaching you how to set boundaries and maintain them, man. But, like, until you maintain them, until you enforce them for yourself, for your own inner child, who nobody set boundaries for or protected the boundaries of when you were little, right? Until you do those things and begin acting in your own self, including your inner child's best interests, you're going to have like repeat customers and repeat situations where you feel like you're like, I just set boundaries on this. Why is there another thing happening? Or why is this person doing this again? Or what have you? And it, it might be a case of like, they're going to keep doing that because they're never going to respect your boundary or they're so unhealed that they're projecting that shit onto you. And they might not be aware of it. Like it's not because necessarily that person is trash, right? Nobody is trash except for like fucking Trump and all that. But like the rich or a side note, anywho, most people aren't innately trying to fuck you up. Right. However, if you're being fucked up anyway, it's okay to put space there. And you don't have to be like, well, then I'm going to annihilate the entire relationship. That's okay. You can choose to do that too, but you can also choose to redefine what that relationship looks like for you and how you will be engaging in that relationship and how much time or energy you'll be spending in that relationship, right? Maybe if it's somebody who just like dumps all their crap on you all the time, maybe you don't hang out with them by themselves, right? Or maybe you're like, well, I can't do phone calls every day or I can't text with you every day. And like, you don't owe anyone shit, right? The only person you owe anything to is yourself. And like, if anything, your inner child, because they're the ones who've been fucking with you the whole time, despite our trash, right? But like, I encourage you to reconsider what you're spending energy and time on. And if it's someone or something that you love, that's okay. But if that thing is chipping away at your love based on how it's treating you, that is okay too. And it might mean, yeah, you redefine your boundaries, you look at what that means for you, whatever. But it also might mean that those are indicators of where in your life you need to start creating your new everyday. And you need to start creating um, the reality that you know you deserve. And in your highest possible reality, in your highest possible timeline, do people treat you like shit? Do people make you question your emotional validity? Do they fucking try to speak to the validity of your emotions? Do they joke about your boundaries? Do they laugh in the face of you setting a boundary? Do they then test it, dance around it, push it anyway, tell you that you don't get to set the boundary in the first place because you don't get to have any autonomy over yourself? Like, fuck all of that. And fuck them for saying it. And being spiritual, being kind, being an empath, all of those things are such beautiful gifts, but they do not make you a fucking doormat. Not for one single second. And if you ever feel like you're being treated that way, then you are not being treated in accordance to your fucking worth. And it would be self-betrayal to stay with that. Okay? A lot of the time... We allow ourselves to be convinced by other people that we are only worth the way they are treating us. And that is their shit, man. It's not yours to take on. Let that go. Release that from your energy field, from your body, from your set of views. How other people treat you is only what is a reflection of their own unhealed hurts. And those reflections can come out as their beliefs and whatever and how they treat people. 
and that's on them and we can like let them go with love and that's cool if you choose to but it also isn't yours to keep it isn't yours and if you're like well how the fuck do i like i'm around people who throw their shit at me all the time and i can't necessarily leave that environment that's okay ground yourself then protect yourself with light and zip your shit up protect yourself and it doesn't have to be like a zipper or whatever but it can literally be like every time i put on my coat to go outside where i'm going to be near other people um that act of putting on my coat is protecting all of my fucking energy centers all of my chakras all of that good stuff so that only things of the highest good can get in and can communicate with you and can jive with you because you don't owe anyone else shit man and if they don't have your best interests at heart and your highest good at heart fucking drop them if you can right or work on distancing yourself setting those boundaries making sure that it's safe for you to do so what does it entail for you when i'm talking about this when i even say things like creating your new every day what do you get a pang of wanting and wishful thinking for what don't you let yourself imagine because it hurts too much to think about something so beautiful that you might not ever have it and what if i told you that allowing yourself to think about it and to feel how amazing that thing would feel is really the key to creating it visualization and using your imagination and just sitting with your feelings and allowing the feelings to be felt positive and negative are kind of like the key to, to life and the key to everything and it doesn't mean that i don't get my shit run every day by my own emotions or that i'm not a hot mess um but i mean like you literally have the key to the universe and to creating whatever the fuck you want and that's beautiful and the only thing standing in your way if you're not already doing that is your own limiting beliefs and you can let those go right fucking now and do the thing anyway you can let go anything you don't want any fear any guilt any shame i officially release you from all of your pain any guilt you have any shame you've carried with you that other people have put on you or that you've put on yourself i forgive you for everything you have ever done that makes you cringe away from yourself i love you because of everything you've ever been and everything you will ever be, everything you will ever do, you deserve love and peace and nourishment and rest right now. You are all done living in survival mode. The cards even told us so. And it is time to tell your nervous system that. It is time to tell your body that and to look at yourself and treat yourself and all the aspects of that with love. We don't need to keep looking for the next traumatic event around the corner. That time in our lives is done. It's time to start looking for and noticing the miracles that are right in front of you right now. If you're seeing a shit ton of synchronicities, look into them, man. Google them. It's okay. You don't have to trust every source you find. You can look at 20. It doesn't matter. Don't allow yourself to obsess over things, but look into them. Pay attention to them. What does that mean right now? Look up what the time means right now when you're listening to this. What does this all mean? Right? Like there are so many synchronicities and signs all around you. There's no more room for trauma because that part is done. The chrysalis part of your life is done. You're about to break out of it. You don't have any more room for that pain because it's not going to keep coming back. 
The fact that you're here today is such a miracle and it is enough. If you do nothing today but take care of one part of yourself in any capacity, if that means you just drink some water, that is enough. And I'm proud of you for existing. I'm proud of you for getting this far. You deserve so much love and support and understanding and acceptance, such unconditional acceptance, because you innately are so beautiful, so perfect, so worthwhile, so valued and loved. And you're so fucking cosmically backed up, you guys. Like, you have guides, you have angels, you have deities, you have ancestors in your corner. You have the biggest hype house. And you can become anything you want. And the cool part is, like, if you ever feel disempowered, go look at your whole ass birth chart and tell me you don't feel like a fucking god or goddess. Like, you have that all built into you innately. You're built like a goddamn gladiator. And it doesn't matter where you come from. What matters only is that now, what you today choose to align with, with your highest vibrational state and self, that's what matters. What works for you to get you into that place, to feel like you're aligning, to feel like you're stepping into the next part of your life and into your power and into who you're meant to be. What works for you? I know it's I know it's a fucking big one energetically today, you guys. I'm definitely feeling that myself. I'm feeling pretty exhausted. Um, I really encourage you to take care of yourselves this weekend and right now. And if you're not sure how to take care of yourself, you can try some of the shit that I mentioned today. Um, but also just like try whatever feels good. And don't worry about what other people think about what you're doing. If that means like you go cocoon yourself in a weighted blanket and just like hide out and go into hermit mode, that's totally valid. And if that means that you recharge by spending time with people or um, connecting to others or animals or plants, like pay attention to where you find the most solace. Um, and if you're not sure where to even begin, maybe look at your chart. Look at the signs that are most showing up in terms of like, are you a, a water-based chart person like is, is there such an overabundance of water placements versus fire or earth or whichever right or air um notice where those things are because if you don't know where to start start with yourself so if you're like a pisces or if you're like me i'm a taurus so i start with the earth i've always connected most to the earth and the forest and the ground and the things that come from the ground and if you're somebody who's a water sign, for example, you might feel most comforted by being near bodies of water or taking baths or showers, um, all those kinds of beautiful things that are connected to water. That's important information for you. You get to choose. And if that doesn't resonate, that doesn't resonate. Like if, if you choose that it's anything else, that's totally valid. But if you have nowhere to start and you're not sure what to even do, just list the four elements and which one do you feel most attuned to to start with and then think about like how you can incorporate that into your life right now what can you do um, to honor that element and to honor yourself because you're part of that element you're part of all of them right and if you're like well i need to have all of them fucking acknowledged right now then go go do that go do that i encourage you in every way so make sure you do it safely and don't burn down your goddamn house you know like <laughs> don't leave your incense unattended don't leave your candles unattended. Like, 
don't burn anything down stay safe and just do what feels right just do what feels right i know today i'm kind of all over the place um but there's a lot of like channeled shit coming through i think and that's probably why um i hope you've kept up with me this far <laughs> um and yeah stay tuned i'm gonna wrap up the episode right away here thanks for uh, kicking around this long if you have <laughs> Alright, so thank you guys so much for sticking it out for this whole episode. I appreciate that you've probably right been on the neurodivergent bandwagon with me and followed my weird ass sense of speech and, and shit. <laughs> um, I really appreciate you guys. I just want to send you all the love, all of the energy, um, all of the healing energy and support right now. And honestly, if there's anything you need, please reach out. Um, to those you love, to those you know, to me, to whoever, um, you deserve support and you deserve love and you deserve for everything to work out for you. And it's going to, it's already falling into place. So try not to get too stressed out. Take care of yourself this retrograde. We're going to be checking in every week anyway, up until that point. So it's not like you're doing this alone. Um, yeah, I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and a great next week until we talk again. Um, if you would like to support in any way, I would really appreciate any downloads or reviews that you want to make on the podcast. Um, I think especially on Apple Podcasts, it's especially important um, to help me get myself out there to other people um, and to share whatever, whatever bullshit I have to say for the day. Um, so if that's something you want to support, please feel free to leave a review. Um, you can even leave me a voice message if you would like that to be included in the show or not, either way. Um, you can also, so you can do that by clicking the little microphone button, and you can also reach out to me on socials, um, on Instagram at the Cosmic Queer Podcast, or at thecosmicqueer at gmail.com. Yeah, this is the Cosmic Queer Podcast for my lovely neurodivergent community community holy smoke sorry i had to stop my cat from diving across the computer and ruining everything uh yeah i love you guys take care i will talk to you next time creep it real